I don't have a problem with it as long as yeah. it's legal. Like as long as it's legal, there is a moral compass there because they become a legal adult for a reason. That's when your brain is fully formed. That's true. And you're an age of majority. I'm not saying that this person's wrong. I I should preface this by saying I, that's not for me. Uh-huh. It's like, you know. Does this have anything to do with the fact that you have a teenager now and so you're starting to worry about how youth gets fetishized because of that? Yeah. And I have worried about that in a while, seeing how many, like, men, like, we see these men in Hollywood who are in their 50s ended up with 20-year-olds and you're like... Wow, they're living the dream. Right? No, that, that can't even be a real relationship. You can't tell me they have anything in common to talk about. You're supposed to talk to people in a relationship? Holy fuck. <laughs> the following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court. I'm the poor bastard who runs Bartertown and is responsible for all this ailing equipment. Sitting across from me in the studio, creeped out by the idea of what I think a relationship is, is Matt. I mean, really, you you gotta talk to somebody. I do. About a lot of things. I do. I talk to you about a lot of things every week. Most of them include movies. You should talk to your wife about some things, too. Uh, why? (laughs) Because she's your partner in life. Right. I'm just some jackass you do a podcast with. Yeah. Are you telling me you talk to me more than her? I mean, about movies. Okay, but about life in general, though. Right, movies. You do talk about things other than movies, right? Yes. When I'm at work, I have to talk about work stuff. What do you talk to your wife about? Our cats. What about your feelings? I don't have those. You have them (laughs) about your cats. (laughs) I love three things in this world. Yeah. Two of them are my cats. (laughs) What's the third? My wife. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I love my wife. I'm just saying right now, you know, oh, yeah. she'll hear you no matter what, <laughs> doing the show or not. 
now. Yeah, she's right now. She's kind of keeping an eye on our ailing cat. Um, people have probably seen that on Facebook and everything. But uh, our poor kitty Mac um, got a bunch of bladder stones, had a bunch of complications with it. Essentially, his urethra got blocked. I'll be a little delicate about that, but that causes a lot of discomfort. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Then they used a catheter to try and alleviate that, which it worked for a while, and then it just got reblocked. So they ended up cutting the poor little guy and removing them, and now he's healing up. Uh, he's in like day four of uh, healing, and about five to seven is when we can start letting him jump around a little bit more. Yeah, nice. So right now we just have him sequestered. He's in yeah. a room that is like blocked off from all jumpable yeah, areas. Yeah, stuff and, and keeping his sister away from him for a little bit. Yeah, she got aggressive with him and stuff because she doesn't recognize him now, but that's about to change. Tomorrow night is the big unveiling where we let him out, and he's going to take over the house again, of course. Yeah. So, But he's doing much, much better. Um, we're having a hard time getting medicine into him, and we got the okay from the vet to do it the way that we've been doing it. She said, yes, that's totally fine. Yeah. But we had to wait till Monday to talk to her. Animals, you gotta trick him sometimes. Well, he, try putting a fucking pill down a really... Any cat. Yeah. There's not a lot of cats who are gonna take pills. Well, and Mac is the sweetest fucking cat in the world until you fuck with him. Well, yeah. And then you will regret it. Oh, yeah, of course. He's he's like, um, he's like that guy that you know that is super slow to anger who rolls up their sleeves. Who's usually just pretty chill until, you know... Yeah, like, and then you see them yeah. rolling up their sleeves because someone's being a jackass and yeah. they're about to get their card pulled. Uh-huh, yeah. And that's like, that's what Mac is like. When it's time to pull your card, he will put you in your place. Nice. So, you know, that's just kind of how it is. But yeah, it's been super stressful. I got the iMac up and running finally. That's um, good. I, you know this because you've known me long enough. Whenever there is something that I can't solve, if there's an issue that I can't solve, yeah. I distract myself by going and doing something that I can fix. Yes. Just the way that I am. You just concentrate on things you can do. Right. So I do a lot of little things, and one of the things that I did was I couldn't get Mac to take his medication on Saturday. So you started selling drugs. I know. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Thanks, by the way, for that. There's a lot of call for cat fucking antibiotics and kitty cat um, something for trying to balance his pH so he won't get more stones or some shit like that. I don't know how that works, but it's there. Don't drug shame me, all right? I bought them. You just worry about what I'm doing. (laughs) Like, I would sell my cat's medication to you for any amount of money. I don't think you'd sell your cat's medication to anybody for any amount of money. (laughs) I wouldn't, no. Oh, that's not true. If someone was like, here's $5 million for your cat's medication, I'm pretty sure you'd sell it to them. And then I'd go back to the Yeah, vet. just buy more minutes, but then you'd have all that extra money. Yeah. <laughs> never say never. Yeah. But he had a couple of he had a couple of days of um pain meds that were really like you could tell he was just out of it. Yeah. But it made him super lovey dovey. <laughs> He's like, I'm high as fuck. <laughs> That's a clip. So I fixed the iMac and um I got that up and running. I got everything hooked back up and I was actually able to edit the show. I did this all Saturday. Yeah. Because I would take a break, go upstairs, try and give him some more meds, and he was just out of it all day Saturday and I couldn't get that to work. Eventually I did. We just had to mash his shit up and put it in food. Yeah. Not his shit, but his pills. Yes. Yeah. And so like he's doing better. The IMAC's up and running. Um, Things are relatively back on track, but we have some show housekeeping stuff that we got to take care of now. Uh Uh-oh. Did you know what number this episode is? No. Two, two, three. Last Uh, week was two, two, two. Yeah, we're the triple two. Yeah. You know what's, we already got something scheduled for next week, but in two weeks, what's coming up? Uh Uh-uh. Two, two, five. 
Mm-hmm. What do we do on the two fives and the five O's, Matt? We do full franchise fest. Right. So yes. now I, I didn't plan this out ahead of time, but I grabbed two full franchise fest because this is going to be an all in one episode. Yeah. So you have two options here. Okay. You can do two movies, no clips or three movies with clips, but you have to do the notes for all of them. Now, the two movies without clips are subtitled, Ooh. but it's only two movies, Yeah. but the three movies without clips are all in or with clips are all in English. Oh, so it's doing notes for three movies in one show with clips, uh-huh. but I don't have to read. <laughs> yes. Or it's doing two movies, no clips, uh-huh. but I have to read. Right. Well, Hooked on Phonics worked for me, so I think I'm going to go with the two movies. You're going to do the two movies? No clips. Okay, so then our full franchise fest is going to be Battle Royale. Oh. There's only two in the series. All right. If you don't count the Hunger Games, which is a whole other franchise that spun off of this. Oh, nice. Not literally. I'm being facetious because they stole everything from this. Okay. But yeah, we're going to do Battle Royale 1 and 2 then for our episode 225, and I will get you copies for those. Nice. And just so you know, your other option was going to be Psycho 2 through 4, because we already covered Psycho 1. Oh, that would have been fun too. Yeah, but that's still available. We'll keep it in the backpack there for... Yeah, and I always look at Psycho 2 through 4 as a completely different thing than Psycho, because Psycho was never intended to be a franchise. It got turned into one. Yeah. So that's why I'm going to do 2 through 4 as a separate franchise at some point. And plus, I don't want to go back and talk about one again, so... Yeah, exactly. Same thing, like, I think we did, like, a Friday the 13th, and we did a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. So, like, we won't redo those. Did we do a Nightmare on Elm Street? We did a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 with Mike Merriman. That's right, because that was one of my choices, because it was Dream Warriors. Yes. Uh, No, that was... Yeah, I think you did... Did you do the notes for that, or did I? I don't remember. Uh, I think I did the notes, because it was a Bring Your Own Cinematic I did the notes. Are you sure? Yeah, because I remember I was doing the clips for that. Okay. You weren't recording them, though. No, no, not at the time. Yeah. I was giving you, that was the time when I would just give you clip times. Yeah, well, I would like to mention that as well. So the threats of uh, kicking you off the show and not letting you be on the show anymore if you don't start editing your own clips? Yeah. That's clearly not working. So yeah, It's falling on deaf ears. Yeah. So we're going to work with a different type of motivation here. All right. Uh, next week's episode, uh-huh. I'm going to give you 10 total minutes worth of clips. All right. That I'm going to edit, but you have to fade in the beginning and fade out the outro so you have to actually open the fucking editor and look and start to learn one thing okay if you don't do that we're gonna have some words all right and you're going to start losing the amount of time i'm gonna cut it in half it'll be five minutes the following week gotcha and then well obviously you're not gonna have clips but the next week you have clips yeah but if you start editing clips on your own Uh and you start learning how to do them properly like i do them to make them sound good and to shorten them right yes i will allow you to remove one only one but one clip of you that you hate the most. I'm offering that out for everybody. So like what I'm trying to do is I'm offering you the carrot, but I'm also still threatening you with the stick. Yes. Because I'm fucking tired of doing all that audio editing to prep the show. Well, all right then. Especially when you have a recorder, you have a computer, you didn't even have to buy the recorder. I bought the record. I bought two recorders. Yes. And you lost one and I haven't even made you pay me back yet. I know. (laughs) And you keep hoping that I forget. Yeah. (laughs) I was kind of hoping like, you'd start doing drugs again but <laughs> but apparently not <laughs> 
<laughs> even when I used to do drugs as a teenager, I had a much better memory. <laughs> yeah, but you you're getting hope. older. I was hoping maybe, you know. I, I still do a lot of puzzles and I code for a living, so I yeah. think I'm going to stay sharp for but a while. I, I'm kind of hoping that that doesn't. <laughs> not that I, I want you to go into early dementia, uh-huh. but I kind of want you to go into early dementia. To save yourself like 30 to 40 bucks, I think it was. You would rather me go into early dementia and suffer. Yeah. Okay, so your moral argument earlier is fucking null and void. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Any, any moral argument I make should be null and void. Yeah, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's we, we both haven't of even, us. We haven't even talked about what we're going to be talking about this week, movie-wise. Oh, does that count as a movie? Because I thought it was like, we're just going to take things from other things and splatter them into an hour-long thing. You know, you just described like every Bruno Mattei movie yeah. ever made. <laughs> but this week is actually Forbidden World, which is a Roger Corman joint. All right. And not only is it a blatant alien knockoff. And also kind of the thing. And a little bit of the thing and kind of a real sleazy yeah. alien and thing knockoff knock hybrid. But like a really like fun one. <laughs> it was fun to yeah. watch. Yeah. Uh, not only that but it is actually made on the sets for another movie that was shot before it. I think Galaxy of Terror was shot before it. Huh. And then they built new sets quote unquote over top of the old ones and then they reused some of the old ones because that's what Roger Corman does. Yeah. To save money. And they literally had no time, no money and everybody was rushing, rushing, rushing. So this movie getting put on and getting made is quite literally an exercise in learn crash course in filmmaking. Nice. So I got a lot of behind the scenes information that I read up on this and also watched some of the documentary stuff because the movie itself was 77 minutes. Uh-huh. I took the time to watch the director's cut, which is five additional minutes. Oh. It was 82 minutes as opposed to 77. Yeah. So I got some information on the background because uh, not a lot going on in this movie. I feel like we're going to be a quick episode. It's going to be a quick in and out, man. <laughs> which is pretty much it's your what, love making stuff. We both do, yeah. Oh, no. No. I may be quick in, but I take forever to get out. I don't, so you, you just put it in, then you don't do anything. You just kind of lie there. I learned that from the Mormons. It's called soaking. <laughs> well, I'm going to give Matt a couple demonstrations of soaking here oh, while God. we take a little break. We're going to play the promo for Legion's Patreon ad. And I'm a, done. We're going to have a little bit of music befitting of Forbidden World. And when we come back, we will have the trailer. This will keep you quiet. <laughs> Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts we appreciate it and thank you for listening now back to the cutting room
fuck science gone too far. So don't fuck with the proto B kids and your science won't go too far. That's right. That's I, I want to try and pad this section out, but I got nothing. So do you know what hasn't gone too far, Matt? Uh, a clip? No, the trailer. Uh. A galactic troubleshooter summoned to the forbidden world. Held in an icy grip of fear by a weird biological mutation. Part alien, part human. Oh, nightmare. Reproduced. It's an a priority high security research facility. Actually, it's a scientist's dream. What is it, Tinghauser? Proto B and what? Just stick with your charter, Colby. Just figure out a way to trap it. You figure it out. I'm not going back in there. I think we should try to communicate with it. I know it's far fetched, but it might work. All right, so that's the trailer. That went too far. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, too long. Okay, so it lasted too long. That was like three quarters of the movie. We're done. Let's leave. It was a 32 second clip that I took out of the trailer. Exactly. <laughs> How long was the actual trailer? It was like two minutes and 30 seconds, and it showed you like all of the highlight reel, basically, <laughs> including every piece of female nudity in the film. Really? Yeah. Nice. So yeah, just watch the trailer. Yeah, and you're going to get the movie. Pretty much. And then watch Alien. Yeah, yeah. Then you'll... And then watch the thing. Yes. And then you'll know everything. Almost, yes. Yeah. But you wrote the fucking notes. And... Yeah, let's do it. All right, The Forbidden World. Uh, we see a spaceship being flown by some sort of robot. Uh, we see a guy is in hibernation with like weird growths all over him. And it's we... not weird growth. It's supposed to be like ice crystals. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. And then he, we have flashes of the entire movie. So, yeah. Okay. Unexplainable psychic visions other than the fact that they wanted to pad out the fucking movie. It was because he never mentions he had these visions. And then you see him later on in the uh, director's cut version. They yeah. pad out the end of the movie with even more of them. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, the robot wakes him up and states that some raiders are on their tail. Uh, the robot's name is Sam. Uh, the man asks how long he has been under, and he states the robot states for so long that his son is no older than he is. Aliens? Yes, exactly. Although this came out before Aliens, I want to point out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, they blow up the raider ships, and they actually talk about their next mission, and that is our first clip. Sir, we've received new orders while you were under. It's bad news, sir. We're being diverted. To where? Exarbia. Very funny. <laughs> They've had an accident in a high-security lab there. The Federation requested you especially. All our leave time has been canceled. <sighs> they said I was going home. It was an order, sir. They said you'd understand. Maybe next year, sir. Prepare for hyperspace, sir. Hyperspace? Yes, sir. So apparently he doesn't know what fucking hyperspace is. What's uh, also really funny about this is their robot's voice chip uh -huh. for supposedly taking place in the future is much shittier than ours. Yeah. And I literally went with the cheapest voice modulation chip I possibly could. I know. With just recorded samples of our own voices. It reminds me of the robot in Battlestar Galactica, the old show. There's a good reason for that. Yeah. Because they stole a lot of stuff from Battlestar Galactica, including unused scenes. Roger Corman like just bought up a bunch of that stuff like their leftover yeah effects and everything and has been using that in like battle beyond the stars and all this other shit nice so i wouldn't be surprised if that was a rejected cylon outfit that they yeah, were using something because it looks an awful lot yeah like the a head looks cylon. an awful lot like a cylon yeah um mike and sam land on the planet it meet dr glazer and dr hauser dr glazer obviously likes what she sees when she sees mike yeah she ovulates the minute yeah. he shows up on screen yeah her ovaries drop you can hear yeah an egg being 
being just plopped right out. You literally hear sploosh if you really are concentrating hard enough. It's like that scene in Superman when the dam breaks. Yes, exactly. Um, They claim they are working on making a new food source. So apparently we're in the future and there's space travel, but we have a hard time making food. Well, yeah, there's a food crisis on. Yes. But it's all so far all we're dealing with is humanity. Yeah. Um, They don't really say that there's alien life other than there's a robot and then there's some marauders or something that we're after Yeah, those them. raiders. Yeah, but the raiders could have been human. They could have been human, we too. Have no fucking clue. But still, man, if you think you get that level of space travel, you know, you probably could figure out the food source problem. But I would say that this is probably late-stage capitalism where they're letting people suffer and die as long as the corporations continue to make money. That's probably true. This guy hasn't had a vacation in over a year. Yeah. He hasn't been off leave, and he's been away so long. His son is uh, older than him. Yeah, he's been in stasis so long, so they obviously do not care about people. No. Uh, they walk into what looks like a massacre scene. Uh, there are many dead test animals and looks to be like they were ripped apart. Mike? A the- uh, little interesting fact. They got these animals from a shelter. They were all actually dead. Really? Yeah, they were deceased. I don't know if they were terminated in the shelter or whatever, but they were being well, dealt that's with. That's fucking sad. I they was were- hoping they were just stuffed animals. No, they were dead animals that were from a shelter that were fr- frozen. Like, they, they hadn't dealt yeah. with them yet. They were just frozen. And then they poured fake blood all over them and did all this other stuff and tried to get that shot, all those shots in before they thawed. That's fucking weird. <laughs> well, it's a low-budget film. You gotta do yeah. what you gotta do. They didn't kill the animals themselves, though, Well, that's so good. I'm kind of okay with that. Like, I yeah. wouldn't have a problem with them using animal bones so long as they didn't kill the actual animal. Yeah. You know? Uh, Mike meets Dr. Timbergen, who seems to be the genius of the entire team. Is that the guy that's, like, always smoking? Yes, he's okay. constantly smoking and coughing a lot. Okay, and he's also the doctor from Repo Man. Oh, is he? He's the one that's the scientist that drives the car. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's like really known for playing this very eccentric, kind of weird, quirky scientist character, and he's really fucking good at it. He's one of the highlights of the film. Mike seems to think it might be like a person who did this, and they correct him, saying it was Test Subject 20 that did all the killings. Turns out Test Subject 20 is just code for Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Why did you tell people? I'm Test Subject 21, not 20. Anyway, they... (laughs) Hold on here. They check out Test Subject 20, and that is our next clip. Subject 20. Who put it in the incubator? It put itself in the incubator. What is it? A metamorph. What? It's a metamorphic mutation. (coughs) It's like an ordinary mutant in that it's genetically different from its parent. A metamorph goes at one better. It keeps right on changing its genetic structure, mutating again and again, (coughs) even as it grows and matures. It's a genetic wildcat. It's totally unpredictable. Best to uh, keep that closed. What is the gooey stuff? It's a cocoon. Interesting, huh? Is it changing form in there like a caterpillar? It's changing into something, all right. God knows why. Don't expect a butterfly. This little thing did all that damage. That little thing has a lot of energy. Its metabolic rate is 50 times that of any other known organism. Then we should get rid of it. If we drop a few cc's of hydrocyanic acid in there, we have a belly-up metamorph, and I can go home. I don't think you understand, Colby. I understand perfectly, Doctor. You're working outside of your charter. Scientific research often takes us into uncharted territory. I'm not talking about territory, Doctor. I'm talking about strange little creatures that kill. I've got a motto. If it moves and it's not one of us, shoot. Brilliant. Just what we need. I'm not joking, Doctor. I know when to play the game and I know when to bail out. That thing is trouble. I can smell it. Termination is not a solution. He's right, Commander. Give us a chance to fill you in. Wait one night. 
How come you're so much more convincing than he is? I have such beautiful ideas. Shall we discuss it over dinner? Hungry? I'm getting that way. Oh, that was not a euphemism for sex in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, she has such beautiful ideas. And he looks right at her tits when he says that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, her ideas are okay. Yeah, I mean, they're not great. There's a lot better ideas available in this uh, yeah. this, this particular facility. L- listen, everything should be killed. I'm sorry. <laughs> the whole thing that he did, like, where he's talking about his policy is if it moves and it's not us, kill it. Yeah. I mean, this is very clearly late-stage capitalism America. Exactly. They've nailed it. The, mm-hmm. They may not have been in the setting it in the year 2019, but this is our time now. Yes. This is our time down here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now the janitor gets to cleaning, uh, but sees the subject 20 is starting to move in the incubator. Did you recognize the guy playing the janitor? Uh-uh. Oh, man, he's been in a ton of stuff. He Has was in he? Breaking Bad. He was the leader of the white supremacist guys that Walter White gets mixed up with to oh, kill wow. all the people in prison. And I see. I never got into yeah. Breaking Bad. Well, he's been in a bunch of other stuff, too. Yeah. Um, did you see Kill Bill? Yeah. Yes, his but name it was, was a Buck. long time his ago. His name was Buck, and he was here to fuck. Oh, my God. Was he one of the he's guys? The, he's the owner of the pussy wagon truck. Oh, Jesus. It's the same actor. Nice. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. My yeah. favorite role of his is in Breaking Bad. So. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, it starts moving, and um, he decides to call in security and tells them that it's starting to wake up. Uh, and then, like an idiot, he pokes his head into the incubator, and we get a little jump scare because the lid falls on his head, so he gets his head back out. But why the fuck do people do this? Also, he's a janitor. He's not exactly the scientist one, so he probably should keep his head out of there. I think this is like Gizmonic Institute or Eureka, where even the janitors are scientists. Oh, well, fuck that. He still shouldn't be doing it. Right. But I wanted to go back and actually talk about the effects itself for that thing that's like hanging yeah. in the incubator. Yeah, the cocoon. Whenever it splits open and that thing comes out of it and yeah. all the, with all the blood and goo and everything else, uh, that actually looked pretty fucking good. That really did. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of uh, a long time ago uh axe body wash would was selling the suction cup thing for your for this container and you stuck it to your shower that's what this first thing looked like okay because it was black with these suction cup things on it and i'm like that's like one of those things axe body wash used to give out so uh he talks to the doctor and while he's talking to him 20 hatches uh the doctor sends tracy a lab technician to go check it out uh test subject 20 then attaches itself to the janitor's face Security, however, is not watching the monitor as it's dinner time. Also, he's really, really jealous over the fact that none of the female doctors are banging him and they're all about this Mike guy that yeah, shows Yeah, oh, up. he's really in a bad way. Also, I think he's a drug addict. I think at the very beginning, you see him doing some drugs, so. Well, something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have some dinner conversation, and that is our next clip. The food crisis strikes again. Suffer. What does Subject 20 have to do with the work on the food crisis? It's a genetic mutant. A proto-B binder like all the other experiments, except this one got a little out of hand. A little. And what's proto-B? You know anything about genetics? Doctor, I wouldn't know a gene from a jelly bean. Earl, punch up the file 7063. Proto-B gets its energy from light, available chemicals, and most efficiently by consuming its own dead. It lives in a perfectly balanced, closed system. No predators, no prey. Proto-B reproduces at an unbelievable rate. sinful the way it multiplies. You splice it to another organism, there's just no stopping it. We spliced it to an algae and got a foodstuff that grows so fast. I swear you couldn't kill it if you tried. All of our work here involves splicing proto-B genes with the genes of other organisms. So actually, uh, Subject 20 started out just like all the others. Then Subject 20 is the result of a genetic splicing between a proto-B bacteria and another organism. 
Exactly. What is the other organism? Well, is it uh, animal or vegetable? Well, come on. Was it an animal? Yes. No! Yes! Do I hear a maybe? Ask Gordon what happened to Annie. Who's Annie? Ask him. Barbara, I'm warning you. Tell me about Annie. This is not the time or place to be discussing this. Difference does it make? She died. You can call it that. What would you call it? She died. That's all. Well, nothing mysterious about this guy getting outraged and trying to shout a woman down when she's trying to tell somebody else something that may or may not have happened to another woman. Yep, yep. This is so a microcosm of America. And also something that's very important that could possibly help out what's going on in the present situation. (laughs) Right. Information that needs to be known that could possibly make the old white dude in charge look bad is being shouted down. Yes. There'll be no whistleblowers in that administration. Wow. Anyway, I mean, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't help but see that. It's a part. Uh, no, it's, a, it's almost impossible not to see it. Yeah, the cultural zeitgeist was in my mind while I was watching this, and it just totally popped up. Now let's remember, they all thought there's no way our planet could turn into this. And well, it's not even our planet; it's yeah, another place. But I mean, but, but yeah. The, yeah, but you know what they mean? Yeah, it's so bad that it's supposed they to be only a far fetched fiction, yeah. far fetched fiction, and it turned into nope, 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 nope. Don't you dare talk about what that woman chose to do with her own body. Yeah, right. This outsider's not one of us. He doesn't deserve to know what's going on with us. <laughs> um, Tracy then finds what's left of Jimmy, and 20 is now gone. The rest show up, and Jimmy is alive, although there's a giant hole in his face. Yeah, it looks like uh, he was smoking the wrong crack pipe, and yeah, it blew up on him or exactly. something. Exactly. Or no, that would be more like freebase and cocaine before crack was a thing. Exactly. Uh, Dr. T, he figures out that the part of his brain is still alive and functioning. Uh, we have scenes of them kind of splitting where he's taking the body back and the rest of them are looking for 20. Um, Dr. T checks on Jimmy and he's running tests. We see something's crawling underneath the blanket from Jimmy. So we see that uh, whatever this was got out. Um, yeah, it was actually, it burrowed into Jimmy to yeah. get out, right? Yeah. Dr. T wants to tell Mike about Annie, but he said he decides he'll leave that to Hauser, um, who's not going to say shit, apparently. Uh, Tracy is getting ready for bed and we uh, well, we see boobs, so... Thank you, movie. Thanks, movie. Yeah, the longer director's cut is a more darkened print, and yeah. you don't really get to see very much because it's all almost, like, darkened out. Yeah. But the 77-minute print, they cleaned it up, and you see everything. I saw everything. We also see some goo, so there's... Something's around. I saw everything. Now, when you say goo, I thought meant you meant something else, but there's, like, goo dripping There's in her. goo dripping. down, yeah. Not on her yet, but it's just, like, along the wall and ceiling and we also see that Jimmy and Tracy were a thing so yeah because she has this long like sorrowful thing where well she has a picture of them together by her bed so yeah but she's also like laying in bed like weeping while staring at it and yeah. then she like clutches it and shit well and also Barb earlier even said she was sorry to Tracy about Jimmy yeah. so obviously they were a thing well the sad mournful thing is like a little bit longer in uh, the 82 minute cut. yeah I'm just gonna say the sad mournful time doesn't last too long but we'll get to that right she gets over <laughs> the guy she, she gets awfully fast she gets over a pretty fucking fast well mike is like that sigurd dude from uh lorelei's grasp where like yeah. women just immediately ovulate the minute he's in anywhere near them i mean they do say the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody new or over yeah right <laughs> however you want to do it you know i'm not here to tell you how to live your life you do what you do uh anyway it's bedtime and dr glazer asked mike if he would like to join her security keeps telling him that no i put you 
win pod too, but uh, they're not going to listen. They go into Barb's room. Uh, they go to get it on, and security decides to flip the camera on and watch the action. And he gets very sweaty watching these two go at it. I'm pretty sure that this guy is going to require a hand check at all times for yeah, his job. All t- but he's playing with this toy, so he's not even jerking himself off. Maybe he's having tantric sex with this toy that he's messing Maybe, with. Maybe, man. Because that he, toy is symbolic of what he's actually yeah, doing. Yeah, because he's sweating up a storm over there. Yeah, and yeah. The, the love scene that we're about to watch here is actually set to some of the weirdest synth saxophone yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah, and then we see other people getting ready to go to bed. One of our guys is playing a saxophone or some future version of a saxophone. Yeah, space saxophone it, is it, what my wife called it. Yeah, you know, it's just it's fucking weird time to be alive, man. <laughs> yeah, this movie is hilarious from start to finish. I think that the original filmmakers intended it to be very funny and tongue-in-cheek. I think so. But I know that Roger Corman wasn't very happy about it becoming this corny and tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have money, you might as well make it funny and be exactly. a parody, and then people will forgive a lot of stuff. Mm, you're a poet. You didn't even know it. Security gets a, an alert, and he goes to check it out. Uh, after going through people's stuff in their lockers, because he seems like he's kind of a dick like that, uh, he is attacked, and we, while he's being attacked, we have more flashes of Mike and Barb also, you know, boning still. So This juxtaposition was quite sexy, because you got actual sex, and then you see Mike and his lady getting together. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> Holy crap. No, the uh, creature, the creature's yeah. like devouring the dude, but there's a lot of fluids being transferred back and forth in all of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dr. T is coughing and injecting some sort of fucking medication into his stomach. Maybe Jimmy's- if he would lay off the fucking clothes, he wouldn't be coughing so much. Yeah, right. So anyway, uh, we see Jimmy's body's deteriorating and breaking down to what Dr. T is talking about as like pure protein. Um, Tracy wakes up and she decides to take a steam shower. Uh, she- She's got to wash all that shit off of her. She puts on sunglasses and then gets nude. And uh, Thank you, movie. Thanks, movie. Yeah. Uh, we see something watching her from above, and she senses something there, but then it's Mike who just walks in. So he just stands there while she's nude. She's asking him to get out. He's not. All he's doing is telling her how beautiful she is. Uh-huh. And so then she obviously succumbs to his charms, quote-unquote his charms. Yeah, this is totally a Jim Wynorski script right yeah. there. Totally yeah. a Jim I mean, Wynorski script. That is fucking gross, man. 56 knows and a yes is still a yes, apparently, to Mike. Yeah, but, like, it's really bizarre because she's playful with him at the same time. Well, then she tells him that uh, he needs to get naked, and uh, he starts taking off his shirt. Then she starts making out with him, saying she hasn't seen a new face in a long time. Right, so she goes from being mournful and, like, get the fuck out of my steam shower to... Her boyfriend just died the day before, and now she's already hopping on the new dick in the station. Yeah. Fuck, man, the future. Telling you, man, it's cutthroat out there. Apparently. Um, she starts talking, uh, asking about his scars in his body, and he's like, I'm uh, telling some war stories and all that. Just as he's telling some more stories, 20 drops in and actually attacks them. He's able to shoot it a couple times, but it doesn't really affect it, but they're able to leave the steam shower and lock the door. This um, is when it still looks like a weird, like, um, like just gelatinous yeah, Gelatinous thing. stuff. Yeah. You don't even get really get a good look at yeah. it. Um, the others show up, and you can already see Barb ain't too happy that uh, uh, Tracy and Mike were in the steam shower together. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Tracy's got it going on. Not that Barb's not a beautiful woman, but like, you know, the only thing that she has to be jealous here is Tracy. Yeah. And, Uh, you know, Tracy just lost her boyfriend and now she's going after the guy that Barb is still being washed off of. Yeah, right. I mean, for fuck's sakes. (laughs) He's probably still cleaning fragments of her DNA off of him. (laughs) Yeah. 
And he's immediately trying to put that same swizzle stick into another coffee. He even says, oh, I had a long night last night. I don't know. He said I had a rough night last night. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, the 20, uh, Subject uh, 20 actually gets out of the building, and the men decide they will go out and track it. Um, They also state you can't stay out there too long, or else you'll get, pretty much you'll get high if we get to come back in. Yeah, I'm not sure the science works in all this stuff that they're describing. No. But whatever. But they just use enough big words and then just put them together. Well, the main doctor who does all the breathy explanations between puffs of his clove cigarette, yeah. whenever he's talking and saying the pseudoscience horse shit, yeah. I believe him. Yes. The other guy that's like in charge, whatever the fuck Hauser. is. Hauser. Yeah, whenever Hauser's talking, I'm like, you're full of shit, you yeah. old white dude. It's just same words. It's all like, okay, boomer. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Dr. T and Barb's uh, start seeing what's left of Jimmy as it's broken down, down to its like gelatinous form, divide, and then start reproducing to plain protein. So they're like these giant single-celled or- organisms Yeah, now. and its whole body's just breaking down. Yeah, it's like one giant single-celled organism and that it, now divides by my t- mitosis. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think t- that's the term for it. It's been a while. I mitosis, believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not educated. We went the, to school here in America. Yeah, so. I mean, fuck, what do we know? Yeah, I'm not looking it up to correct myself, because if I'm wrong, that's funny. Yeah, if it, by the way, no, you got to be more American. We're just not wrong. We're <laughs> right even when we're wrong. I'm not going to be that American. <laughs> the team outside finds a security guy's body and another larger cocoon. They shoot it down but find that it's empty. Hauser then deactivates Sam and, ha- and shoots him and then heads into the research facility. Hauser finds the creature and now it looks like alien. But like a spider. But it's, like a spider. It's an alien head a, on a spider. But with a xenophobe face. <laughs> xenophobe. No, xenophobe. It's, it's xenophobe. Xenomorph face. Xenomorph. Oh, well, you know. So it's basically a spider with Trump's face. That's the yeah, most exactly. horrifying thing I've I, ever I'm seen. I'm too busy listening to Hauser this last few minutes, so now I'm just thinking, because, <laughs> I mean, Hauser's Trump, so. <laughs> basically. Okay, we need to kind of talk about some of these effects. Um, the giant spider cocoon thing that was yeah. up on those rocks, that practical effect was done by the visual effects folks. All the slimy, dissolvy, gelatinous-y, gross-looking stuff, that was done by the special effects and makeup crew, like that John Carl Boucher runs. I'm mispronouncing his last name, or Bruchere or whatever. He's He directed a few films, but he's like really well-known for doing um, special effects. Yeah. One of the films that he directed, I believe, was Friday the 13th Part 7, and he's the one that got Kane Hodder involved because they were friends. Oh, nice. So Kane Hodder wouldn't have been J- Jason if it weren't yeah. for John Carl Bluchard. I can't pronounce his last name, but anyway, the special effects guy. Um, I need to point out like how good the special effects portion of it is, all the gross and grimy gruel and all that kind of stuff is very cool, but then you have like the suit monster that was built like the by the visual effects guys. Yeah. And the other things don't quite work, but when they open up and the gruesome stuff comes out, then it works. Yeah. So it's really uneven the way that this is kind of put together. Yeah. So once again, a xenomorph head with a spider body. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to a xenophobe head with well, a Hauser spider body. Well, finds the creature and he hops down into a vent. As they're checking out the vent, the creature actually comes back up and grabs Hauser by the head and drags it down with him. Yep. He eats the fuck out of that guy. So yep. bye-bye, Boomer. Tracy looks to see where the vent goes, but it actually leaves to the central control room where she is. The creature busts in, and she's able to escape with Dr. T and Barb. The creature then integrates with the actual computer system and knocks out communications and the ship launch pad, but it keeps on life support, so Dr. T even says it's trying to keep us alive for some reason. It's giving us access to food and life support and keeping it at a decent temperature in the building, so it's keeping them alive, and this is where Dr. T says it's a very smart creature. Yeah, it's clearly more intelligent than them because it's out 
outsmarted them at every turn. If the creature moves in the med room and starts eating the protein glup that was Jimmy, Dr. T theorizes that it's turning people into its food. It has to wait for him to break down, and then it becomes the most basic protein, and then it eats that. Which is really ironic because they did this splice that they did that we haven't been able to, to talk about To make a yet. food supply. To make a food supply for people, and it turns out that this thing is inverted it and turning people into a food supply. Yes. I mean, either way, the food crisis is resolved, right, man? Yeah, everything's fine now. Just set this thing loose on a planet that's overpopulated and it doesn't have a lot of money, and boom. Yeah, wash your hands of it, go home. And then, you know, it just eats all the organic material, and then you let it starve out and die. Yeah. And then you just come in and grab all that property. It's like dropping the neutron bomb. Grab all the crocs there, only without the radiation. All the fun, none of the radiation. Well, a neutron bomb also doesn't have the radiation left over. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Hauser breaks into the room, and we see him falling apart, much like Jimmy was asking for help. And that actually leads to our final clip. There's only half Proto B. What's the other half? Tell him, Cal, please. Our metamorph is a genetic fusion of a Proto B cell and a human being. You heard us talk about animals. Well, we knew we could create the cell, but not the womb to grow it in. Annie volunteered. She knew all the dangers. It was an implant. Exactly. We spliced the genetic structure of Proto-B to the genes of a human cell. Whose? It's Gordon's. This whole experiment was his idea. And in the lab, we used Gordon's altered cell to fertilize an egg. A manny. And when mitosis began, we surgically re-implanted the egg into Annie's uterus. She was to carry it to term. Except the term turned out to be two weeks. And it killed her. Tracy, it's as if they're not listening to Cal. He's telling them the thing's intelligent, and they go right on insisting the only way to deal with it is to blow it up or something. What else can we do? I think we should try to communicate with it. I know it's far-fetched, but it might work, and we don't have that many options. Come on, that's crazy, Barbara. Listen, the point is, if we go on attacking it, it's going to go on attacking us. It's called cognitive retribution, and the only way to stop it is to break the cycle. Maybe it's already got what it wants. Maybe all we have to do is to walk out of here. Look what happened to Dr. Hauser. Now it's too risky. But I'm sure we could break the cycle if we tried to communicate with it. Intelligent beings can communicate. You don't need language. Look at any foreigner away from home or a a mother and her baby. It's not the same. But if it is as intelligent as Cal says, there's at least a chance it might work. If there is a chance, then we have to try. We'll have to tell the others. No, you saw how they reacted. We'll have to do this ourselves. Oh, boy. This is kind of a sexist way of looking at how a woman would try and resolve the issue, I think. Big time. Although, Hauser had the same type of feeling about things. Yeah, he wanted to try and communicate, and then we saw how that turned out, and they both know that you can't communicate with the creature. And, and so, and I, I, I'm going to choose to look beyond the sexist ways and look that Barb and Hauser were two people who wanted to study this creature more, wanted to understand it. Do now, I just think it's sexist because they're both showering together? Yeah, and also, let's mark this in, they're showering together in a steam shower. They're naked, thinking a movie, as she's cleaning off the goop that was on Tracy. Right, but somehow they seem to be even more oiled up. The more yes. she cleans her up, the more oiled up they seem to both look. Yeah, because yeah, they're supposed to be wet. And you're like, you see it, and they're like, both... they, you see like these rays shooting out, which I think is supposed to be like steam water hitting them. I don't know what it is. All I know is that they were both standing prominently on screen to feature both of their breasts yes. at the same time. Exactly. And there wasn't a whole lot of cleaning, although there was a little bit of touching back and forth. It's more of her. It looked like she was more like cleaning out her hair, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the scene, but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, 
everything now that could be they're... a little sexist, but I think the whole thing was Hauser uh, and Barb are two. Uh, th- there are three real doctors on the board this thing. I think Doctor T's more of a, a realist in what's going on, and he's like, "All right, we recreate we created something really shitty. It, we probably need to kill it." Doctor T's on game with Mike, where he's like, yeah. "This thing needs to die." Well, yeah, he because I think Doctor T realizes it's it's a creature who looks at us as, as food. It's never going to not look at us as food. Well, and also it's this proto B stuff, and they already talked about how when you just merge it with algae, it becomes yeah. unkillable. Yeah, and it just becomes this unbelievable source that continues to grow. So this thing could just become this unbelievable human holocaust. Yeah, and then and then it go to Doctor Hauser, who I believe wanted to keep it alive to kind of be like, look what we've did. You know, he did it for his own ego, and he wanted oh, to be I able totally to show it that. to people. Yeah. And then, but I then I think Barb, uh, she's a doctor, but I think she then is more compassionate. She's like, we've just created well, a of new. Of course, because women are automatically more <laughs> compassionate. They have more empathy than men, man. And and she, they're nurturers. They're yeah. givers. And she sees. There's it. no way they will ever think logically with this kind of thing, Matt. How high up are you on the soapbox right now? Because <laughs> I can't see you anymore. All I'm saying is all of that type of shit is delivered while they're cleaning each other yeah. in the steam shower. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that scene's sexist as fuck. But her... <laughs> You're looking well, for co- character motivation that isn't there. And I said I motivation. Motivation. <laughs> but I think she wants to... She's like, we created a new life. We should give it a chance to live. Right, because she's mothering yeah. it. And, yeah. you know, that's what women do, Matt. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, being man. facetious because I wanted to point out the problem that I had with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is laughable, this whole entire section. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Um. All right. The guys... Uh, one of the guys is trying to fix Sam, and the other two are trying to figure out ways to kill this new uh, this new creature. Uh, Barb and Tracy decide just to put on these small little robes, and they're going to go try to communicate with the creature. And when Not you say even put on normal clothes. Yeah. They just put on these small little robes, and they're still wet. And when you say small little robes, we're talking like just barely covers ass cheeks hanging yeah. down. Yeah, but I'm like, would you like get the, like this is so fucking ridiculous at this point. I mean, I'm okay with it because it's entertaining to see them and yeah, but you know it's still ridiculous. Robe. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm already like it, Matt in the shower scene where they're yeah, having yeah. interpersonal dialogue about you know feelings and emotions and how they need uh, to be empathetic for a murder bot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, a genetically engineered murder bot that they made. Yeah, a murder creature because they're females and they decide they're going to communicate with it. Like it's already gone past the point of self parody in what it's doing that by the time that they put on the robes to go talk to the creature I'm like of course it does yeah right uh, well Barb goes in and tries to make the peace um, Barb thinks they're getting through as it's using the computer to talk to you um, well it, not me personally to her yeah talk to her I wouldn't communicate with it because if it doesn't look like us and it moves Matt we're blowing the piss out of it well yeah because we're men and that's, that's what, what men we do it's what yeah. men do we yeah. just kill things you just have to destroy and then yeah. the women will fix everything later yeah yeah they'll listen to our problems and 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 help us deal with our emotions, but men shouldn't have emotions. Remember that. You're allowed two feelings as a man. You're allowed <laughs> anger and rage. <laughs> Occasionally, you're allowed to feel grief. Well, like to- when, when Lee Majors finally dies, you can experience grief. That, that's the only grief. Yeah. yeah. When like, someone like really important when, dies. When you watch Rudy, you're allowed to feel feelings. I'm not so sure about that. With Rudy, you are. You can feel feelings for like Mr. Rogers. Like no, Mr. no, Rogers no. Now, now you've already lost. Kid. That's not manly. All right. <laughs> this this is toxic masculinity with court Matt. <laughs> I, I guess I just fail so miserably at it, even when I'm trying to recall when I 
<laughs> suffered from it. You can't though. That would you so you had to go like with all like the the quote unquote typical man p- spots to you know feel emotion. When you feel think the of, dreams, there's the one where you can feel something. Yeah. Is feel the dreams. Yeah, That's because it's got it's got stuff. the daddy issues built into it that, yeah. that every toxic man has to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Join us next week for Toxic Masculinity with Court and Matt. We'll go through, feel the dreams, and we'll rage cry. <laughs> I mean, we're both kind of coming back from it ourselves. We've been working on it quite a bit. So. Yeah, I mean, we you have to, because uh, women aren't going to put up with us for much longer. They, they use a computer to communicate with one another. Barb asks if they can coexist. As it says, pending answer, pending answer, then the creature kills her by sneaking one of its arms up behind her. No, I think that was its definition of coexisting. Yeah. It tried to actually become one with her. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't think so, though. <laughs> this movie's not going to What did it impaled her? Did it go up through the groin area? In... No, it was in the back, so it hit her in the back. Oh. Yeah. Because uh, trust kinda... me, I was thinking of that, too, but on my third rewatch of it, I noticed it went around the back. That's how I like to go, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you like to impale it, is yeah. behind the back? I love to impale it from behind the back, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, back to the actual anyway, fucking movie. Shit. Uh, the whole thing with her trying to talk with it, she's trying to communicate with it, and then she asks if there's a way that they can live in harmony or something like that, and then she says, can we coexist? Because it can't calculate yeah. it. And then its response for coexisting is to spear her in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I thought that it was actually like seeing, well, like, I don't know if we can live as one, but let's try it. And they tried to merge with her that way. And that I think it, was, it, it because it's very smart because it kept saying, you know, answer pending, answer pending on the screen. So she was watching that. It could fool her and get the arm behind her and killing her. Okay, so that's like one scenario they definitely could be. Yeah. But like, let's say it actually was trying to coexist with her. It just didn't, See, it failed. Now, now you're putting things too deep into this movie that just can't be there that no one's thinking of. Well, there's literally nothing else to talk about but this bullshit minutia and these arguments that we're doing as side arguments. I mean, because we have to do this or else I've this got, episode's going to be 20 minutes long. I've got nothing else about I've, this film to talk about. so dude. fucking little. Um. Anyway, uh, Tracy runs and tells Mike about what happened. Happened, and he and Brian go to check it out. Tracy runs to tell Mike what happened so that she can declare that she's the only vagina left in the facility. She is now turned alpha female. Yeah. <laughs> she's literally the only option he has for female. And then, yeah, right. Tracy, uh, anyway, Sam and Dr. T work, and Sam asked Dr. T uh, about his cancer, and Dr. T shuts him down because, you know, he's like, you know too much. Yeah, Sam scanned him when he shouldn't yeah. have. You, uh, need, you, you need permission as a bot to scan. You should. You should have permission to scan anything, uh, you know, whether you're a bot or a human. Dr. T uses his cancer cells and injects it into the creature cells and it begins killing them. How does he get his own cancer cells? Does he He, biopsy himself with a needle? I have no idea. He only, he just has a, it's a fucking, uh, a syringe filled with it already. So it doesn't show you how he gets his own cancer cells out of there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because everybody walks around with a syringe of their own cancer cells. I I would if I had it. Actually, I don't doubt that. Yeah. (laughs) You would have it like in a vial around your neck. I'd be like, this is my cancer. Yeah, you would have it in a vial around your neck like your Billy Bob Thornton yeah. in, a, in a fucking marriage with Julie, Angelina Ugh, Jolie. That was a fucking crazy time to be alive, <laughs> man. Anyway, Brian and Mike, uh, they go into the room and they cannot shoot the creature as it is all over the equipment. So Brian, It's merged with it yeah, at this point. Brian goes in 
to try to help detach the creature from the equipment. Uh, Doc T runs into the room and starts shooting and destroying all the leftovers of the human bodies uh, to try to destroy 20's food supply. Uh, Doc T tells Mike that he can destroy the key creature with his cancer cells. Mike tells Brian to get out, but Brian still decides to stick around and try to work and is killed by the creature. Uh, Dr. T is then also attacked and they're able to get out and back to the lab. Tracy goes to grab Dr. T's morphine. Dr. T tells Mike uh, that uh, his cancer can kill the creature and he has to cut the tumor out of his liver. This is the best fucking scene in the movie. Yeah. So uh, Tracy uh, sees Hasser's leftover. After she grabs the morphine, she of course sees Hauser's leftovers breaking down and she of course has to investigate and a hand grabs her. She tears it off and runs away. Uh, Dr. C says Mike will need to go ahead just cancel, cut the cancer out now. They don't have time for the morphine and feed it to the creature. Uh, Tracy, we then see, is running, and she's confronted by the creature, so she runs away. Mike cuts into Dr. T, reaches his hand inside his body, and starts trying to pull the tumor out. Tracy gets... It's important to note, too, that Dr. T is directing him how to do yeah. this, screaming in pain and telling him to yeah. avoid this and this and that. And one of the points, he's like, you, you don't want to get near this one particular complex. Oh, that's yeah. it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something like that, because it's a causing him pain. Yeah. It's a really interesting and weird sequence. Tracy gets in and gives the more to Dr. T injects him. Mike then pulls out a tumor the size of a fist, and Dr. T dies. The creature then brushes into the room and knocks Mike right on his ass. Uh, Sam tries to attack it, and it cuts Sam in half. Mike is able to get up, and he's able to shove the tumor into the mouth of the creature. The creature begins to vomit and starts breaking down and dies, while both Tracy and Mike look on, tired, exhausted. Then we see more flashes from the movie that we just watched. Roll credits. Okay, so all the special effects stuff that we were talking about where the creature's vomiting up the guts, yep. the cancerous tumor-ridden that, liver The they creature out. breaking down was really fucking awesome. Yeah, that... That, that, that whole end with him also reaching yeah. in and grabbing out a fist-sized tumor. Yeah, all that stuff was uh, John Carl Beekler or Buchler, or I can't pronounce yeah. his name and I apologize. That's something I wanted to add. I thought the ending scene was really fucking cool. Yeah, how they, they actually put dispose together. of the creature. But yeah. Now, the creature itself, in a lot of sequences, like the actual alien knockoff puppet thing that they build it looks like crap and yeah. there's a really good reason for that uh-huh. there was a guy who had this stuff built and ready to go he had a mold of it and then the mold broke in the night as he was going oh. so he had to build that with foam and latex on the fly and it wasn't even fully dry before some of the shots that they ended up using it for uh, that sucks because they didn't have any time they didn't have yeah. the time to wait he didn't have any time to do it and he was literally building it and he thought he would be okay but the mold broke on him and he wasn't able to do anything about it and so he had to that's just what they had it still with. sucks, dude. That sucks, man. But like all the other stuff, visual effects wise, looked pretty okay. Obviously, the animation effects stuff for the lasers and all that kind of stuff wasn't that great. I but mean, the space it's fighting, the, all all that sucked. But the the gore stuff was pretty fucking cool. Well, some of the like the actual sequence at the beginning with the space shooting and all of that. That wasn't I mean, good. Yeah, it was okay. But my I've favorite, seen worse low budget sci fi flicks. True. One of my favorites was uh, when uh, that Jimmy thing started splicing away from itself. Yeah. I thought that was gross and really cool how they did that. They used a lot of what's called methacellulose, which is a food thickener. When you go to a fast food joint and you order a shake, yeah. it's primarily methacellulose with sugar. Oh, that's why I have cancer now. And then a lot, well, methacellulose is basically fiber. Yeah. It's like a really thick version of fiber. It's, that's why you shit so much. <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> 
but anyway, um, this stuff is basically clear, and like when you mix other things into it, that's when it starts looking gross. So they actually were experimenting with how to make methacellulose look the way that it did, and some of the stuff that they came up with on this film and the techniques that they did, Giancarlo Blesher uh, or Blesher, oh, I can't. God, I feel so bad about this, but yeah, I'm just gonna make it a shtick now that I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah, but um, his crew ended up pioneering a lot of stuff with using this slime, and then from that point forward, Roger Corman's company had like barrels. They would buy barrels and barrels and barrels of this. Nice. And you started seeing it more and more in films, and like the Meltdown movies ended up using this same stuff. Like it, they, sometimes it's called Ultra Slime, sometimes it's known as Methacellulose. The Ultra Slime is a special patented version of it that lasts a little bit longer and can be reused or something like that. I think I, I uh-huh. can't really remember. But anyway, this this film kind of pioneered that technique. So there's that, and then yeah, that's basically that, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool though. So I I, I thought yeah. the gory gory scenes were really well done. Yeah. I mean, I've seen significantly worse low budget movies. I think um, probably our War of the Robots we did ages ago is even had a bigger budget. Oh but my it was god, still yeah, the War of the Robots. I'm like, where are the robots? And where was the War of these robots? Right, but like that had a bigger budget, and I still think yeah. it was a worse sci-fi. Oh, way this. worse than this. Yeah, and I've seen plenty of other like good, mid- nice short runtime on this movie helped it too. The 82 minutes really fucking drags. The extra yeah. five minutes being trimmed out. The reason for that, they did a test screening, and the audience was laughing their ass off at like literally everything. Yeah, this really upset Roger Corman, and I guess Roger Corman smacked somebody upside the head for laughing too much. Damn. And then told the guy, "Oh, I'm sorry, I spasmed or some shit like yeah. that." They had a little bit of a spat, and then eventually something happened, and the guy ended up dumping his coke on Roger. Damn, his Coca Cola, not yeah. cocaine. Yeah, or something like that. And so Roger was very upset and very angry about that, and ordered a bunch of cuts. And now this 77 minute version that's chopped down, still really fucking hilarious. The reason that I picked this to do on the show, not just because I bought the Blu-ray. I they were having a sale at Shout Factory ages ago, and I bought a bunch of the Roger Corman collection because I knew there'd be something worth talking about yeah. on the show, and I knew it was going to be cheap. You know, it was like super cheap. They had yeah. a bunch of them on sale. So I bought this one. And then on the Draft House of Horrors that Alamo Draft House did, this was the second movie my wife and I saw in theaters because it was like the Monday night sc- or the Tuesday night screening or whatever after that got started. And we watched that together. There was like six or seven people in the theater. Mm-hmm. We're all laughing our ass off constantly. <laughs> we need to talk about it. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but did you see the fast food containers that were baking up the walls? No. Dude, I'm going to have to relook at that. Every single thing on yes, the walls. They're the, all the, the fast styro- food containers. That's that styrofoam? There's one hallway where they didn't even bother covering up the actual openings that are the tops of the styrofoam thing, which they could have very easily tucked under the, oh the my God. obvious PVC pipes that were above it. I didn't see that part, but that's classic. When I was watching it in theaters, I pointed that out to my wife and I said that they were styrofoam containers. And it's, it's at Alamo, so you got to be like super quiet. You can't disturb and you can't say it loud. Yeah. So I whispered her in her ear. I'm like, when this scene pops up in the hallway again, look at those fast, they're fast food containers. I'm like, they're takeout containers. And like, she saw it and then she pointed at it and she started laughing. And then I noticed two or three people down were pointing at it and yeah. laughing. So there's a bunch of stuff like that in this film where it has a certain charm to it where it's like, this is a super really low budget fucking sci-fi film that they just did the best that they could with it. And it's very entertaining. For 77 minutes, I really did dig that moment of, this is like the fourth time I've watched it. Yeah. Because I watched um, that night and then I watched the, I scanned through, well, okay, so third time I totally watched it. But I actually watched the director's cut because I wanted to see if there was a difference and I really couldn't tell. Yeah. At all. But I will watch the 77 minute cut That's, again. That, I thought that ran really well, so. Yeah, and I mean, like, you've got like a good 
seven minutes of the 77 minutes is girls naked. Yeah. So if that's the sort of thing that you're into, thank you, movie. Yeah, thank you, movie. Some of the dudes are okay looking for some of the ladies. Um, Slam Beef Chest there that's our main hero. He's yeah. got his shirt off the whole time. Yeah. He's covered in fake scars, and he's got stories to tell about him. Yeah. Captain <laughs> Thundercock. Yeah. <laughs> he's all about it, man. He's he's ready to go. He's raring to go. And at the end, it's just him and the one lady to go off into the sunset together. Yeah. yeah. Look, he's good. I take I take Sam's pieces back. I bet you could put them back together. I'd say, did Sam get destroyed? At- yeah, he got cut in half. Of course, because Bishop. Yeah, because Bishop got cut in half. But I'm pretty sure this is even before Aliens. So. Yeah. Huh? Oh, what's his name got all ripped up, though, too? The the robot uh, uh, in the original In the Alien. original one, yeah. I mean, then he went the, crazy. That Bilbo Baggins yeah. played. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, d- I'm done. I got nothing else. Why well, let's just pad out this fucking episode with news. Yes, let's do it. All right, we're going to take another break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast that really wishes it was on a better fucking episode than this. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of Forbidden World. And when we come back, we will have some PSYOP news. Throughout the history of the horror genre, there have been those that say horror is for the weak-minded. We here at the Little Pot of Horrors do not take kindly to such derisive inference. We are the bastions of tact, good taste, and highbrow horror discussion. Look no further discerning listener, for here, the world of modern horror is discussed with reverence, respect, and similitude of decorum. Stop being such a bitch! Hey everybody, this is Tim Dorn and you are listening to The Little Pod of Horrors. Even the people who hate horror love to talk about horror because they love to talk about how much they don't like horror. I don't know. Do you want me to Google horror movie ghost in the attic? Hi, I'm Nacho Violondo, director of Time Crimes and Open Windows. And you know what? I'm listening to The Little Pod of Horrors. Seriously though, join us for festival reviews, interviews and guest spots from fellow beloved broadcasters. <laughs> See, I told you I'd f*** it up. <laughs> My name's Gareth Evans, you're listening to The Little Pot of Horrors. By sexualized horror, do you mean torture? No. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm going to bleep that now. <laughs> Hello, this is number one New York Times bestselling horror author, Scott Ziegler, and you are listening to The Little Pod of Horrors, which does for podcasting what Chucky does for daycare. The Little Pod of Horrors. The best idea since premarital sex on Halloween. Come find us if you dare. I'm gonna see your mind when you look real good. And I'm standing down with the stars. And when you find the space of my huge robots, and we begin the places to live. We'll visit other planets and make new friends. We'll hold it and they'll us a game. It's fun to learn the game and we all play well. We like to taste all of the strange foods. Different parts. They shake a little different than us, but hey, we love them just the same as us well. We have a 
Dumb Face is the name of that band. Big Dumb Face. Yeah, it's like a side project that Wes Borland from The Biscuit of Limp did with a brother of his or something, I think. Nice. It's infinitely more fascinating and enjoyable for me than any fucking thing Limp Biscuit has ever <laughs> fucking done. It's weird, it's just bizarre shit, and I really dug it. Nice. That album, Duke Lion, from Big Dumb Face. And this song, Space Adventure, if you listen to the lyrics, actually really fits pretty well with this fucked up and kind of dumb sci-fi movie yeah, we just right. covered. But you know what doesn't really fit with any of that, Matt? We're just using it to pass out the episode. What's that? Give me some psyop news. Uh, Mystique here uh, shared this one with us back in October. That's our boy Ken. Ken, yeah. Yeah. A uh, New Jersey man allegedly threatened farmers who denied him sex with animals. A New Jersey ma- vaginas. <laughs> a New Jersey man was arrested for asking local farmers permission to have sex with their animals. Hey, at least he asked. I mean, he's trying to get consent from the horse he's about to rape. And other horse sex news. And then threatening the farmers and damaging their cars when they refused. This horse sex is a thing. So he's extorting sex from a farm animal. Y- yeah, yeah, that's still not good. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, Richard. Or they just had a bukkake mouth party. Richard Decker, 31, began sending the messages to Sussex County Farms and horse stables in 2018. This horse sex is a thing. It is, apparently for him. Asking the animal caregivers if he could have sex with their cows and horses. In other horse sex news. <laughs> when he was rejected by the farmers, Decker allegedly sent threats and placed homemade metal spikes on their driveways to damage their tires, according to the report. I'm going to fuck it to death. And I'm going to fuck it to death. And I'm going to fuck it to death. In one case, he threatened to beat a farmer's to wife to with a wooden stick when he was denied permission. Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Wow, this guy is really into fucking horses. <laughs> and, and cows. Yeah. Uh, several of the property owners reported that their tires had been damaged by the spikes. Decker was arrested in Vernon Township on October 3rd after police searched his home. It's they, the erection that counts. Inside, they found a homemade 22 caliber gun, uh, arrows with explosive attached, and metal spikes similar to those used at the farms. This dude is like the Rambo of fucking farm animal rape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Listen, man, would you sometimes you just love a horse, all right? Clip. <laughs> He was ordered to be held without bail pending his trial in November. Old cops are bumbling dummies. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. All right. This one's from Darren. That's a boy Darren from the Psychosemantic cast, better known as the Psychosemantic cast until he comes up with another name to make it even harder to say. Well, South Dakota debuts a new anti-drug campaign, and it's called Meth. We're on it. Wait, what? Say that again. Meth. We're on it. Well, yeah, but like... That's their that's their drug slogan. So their like anti-drug campaign. It's an anti-drug campaign. Meth. We're on it. Yeah. Is an anti-drug campaign. Yeah. That's like, dose me. Yeah. For LSD, right? Like, to be anti-LSD, you're just and dose legit, me. Some of them are commercials with people t- saying it. Some are just an image of the state with the words meth. We're on it. Some are pictures of people who... We're on the state. No, on the state. They just go, Beth. We're on it. Yeah. This got through a committee, Matt. Yeah. This got through a committee that they thought this was a good idea. Several committees, I'm sure. (laughs) This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So here's the article. 
coming on my face. Five years ago, the government of South Dakota rolled out and promptly rolled back an initiative called Don't Jerk and Drive. What? That was designed to promote safe driving in snowy conditions, but so like so all right. Somebody in South Dakota is fucking just trolling, trolling the entire state, right? And they don't fire them. (laughs) Something. Uh, Circle jerk. Circle jerk. One moment of national embarrassment might cause the state to triple check that its forward slogans express the public health idea they're meant to convey. I think that's going in the spank bank. It's only that idea. But a new anti-methamphetamine campaign suggested the government and Pierre did not learn from the masturbatory misfire. I spilled pee all over the place, but I cleaned it up. I don't know what they got a problem with. Thanks, Jamie. We don't know either, Jamie. You sound like you did find work there. Uh, to promote the new anti-drug initiative, the State Department of Social Services approved a 449,000 449, payment. So, so like so like almost a half a mil, right? Almost a half a million yeah. payment to a Minneapolis-based ad agency that did not understand that the sentence construction makes meth. The substance that South Dakota is on, I mean, there's any hope that the slogan was meant to be a poor taste double Tadra was dismissed and a pair of announcement videos from Governor Christy Nome. <laughs> and she goes, This is our problem, and together we need to get on it. <laughs> So the solution to the problem of meth in South Dakota is to make sure that everybody's doing it. It gets worse. <laughs> Wait, what? It's going to get I worse. I purposely did not read this article because I knew we'd have to pad this out and I knew we were going to have it it's, on the air. It's going to get worse. Oh the website God. on meth.com. <laughs> Somebody in that firm in Minnesota is so fucking fired. They fucking hate Minnesota or hate Dakota or something. Something. Is it any of the problem, nor the individual posters in which South Dakotans who overall health suggest they're not on meth are pictured with the slogan, meth, I'm on it. Okay, seriously, listeners out there, if you are near South Dakota and you can get a hold of this poster, somebody, anybody, send it to me. We need many posters. I need to put some of them up in the the bunker. We just need two good posters. Yeah. One for Matt and one for me, man. Please. This is fucking awesome. This is you, this is gold. Yes. All right. Though meth use in the state is alarming, as of August, 83% of court admissions for controlled substances offenses were meth-related. So meth, they're on it. Yes. The I'm allocation for the project that. seems to be a little off. The 2020 state budget includes $1 million for meth treatment services and $730,000 for meth prevention programming in schools, meaning that the four. 449000 paid for the ad represents 20% of the public funding for anti-meth efforts this year. They spent 20% of their funding in trying to fight meth by advertising that they're all on it. And on a website called onmeth.com. <laughs> Not battlemeth.com. Destroymeth.com. Endmeth.com. Overcomemeth.com. Nope. Onmeth.com. How do you do all th- How do you sit there? And then, okay, so you have to put this whole proposal together. Right at the ad agency, you yeah. So you can't even blame one person because you get this whole thing together. You go to your board directors of the ad agency. You right. show it to them. So now it's being shown to a board of directors. Yeah. Now all these people, let's say it's at least five. These five people are now looking at it. I would Six, say it's probably more than five. Probably it's a I'm gonna go. Uh, let's lowball it. Like five hundred thousand dollar account. It's yeah. got to be more than five. All right, let's say ten. Okay. So now you have the person who made it. They yeah. brought it in. Now it's a total of eleven people have seen it. Uh-huh. This is good enough to send to the state. How many of them are on? 
on meth. Yeah. Okay, so now it gets out of the state realm. 11 people have seen it, yeah. and it's out of the company's hands, and it's given to the state. Now, the governor, the board, whatever board the they have. The governor didn't fucking see this. Somebody the, else signed but off But the on governor it. just did a commercial about getting on the meth. <laughs> he just did what he, or she, no, she, he, okay, she, she just said what they told her to say. Okay, but okay, so then let's, let's get this in. So now it's given to the people who run this program, yeah. and now they get to see everything, and they go, you know what? This is fucking brilliant. Yeah, they're on it, man. Hey, and what's, what's the website? Oddmath.com. Perfect. Fucking perfect. And then the governor goes on TV. So now, when it's a governor going on TV, now you have to think about, all right, let's up it. Now, at least, now if the governor's going to talk about it, let's say now, from beginning to end, at least 300 people have seen this. Gone over this and thought, fuck it. This seems Speech fine. Speechwriters, spin doctors, all the people that come along with a governorship that are in politics. Yeah. And they all are like, no, this is perfect. Math, yeah. we're on it. Yeah. And, uh, and this is our problem. We're on math. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's finally done until one person finally writes a news article. Then all of a sudden, do you think like it was like just glass shattering all their heads? Oh, fuck. We fucked up. <laughs> you could just hear the entire state collectively going, oh, oh, fuck. The governor's sitting in her office. How much did we pay for that again? A half a million dollars. Just under half a million dollars. <sighs> fuck. How much, of, how much of a percentage was that of our whole entire budget for fighting the fact that everyone's on math? 20%. Fuck. fuck. I'm not getting reelected, am I? Nope. Time to get on math. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not getting reelected, am I? Actually, your numbers just spiked. You're actually doing better than before. Fuck. <laughs> This whole state, fucking, it, it's, it's on fire, man. And then Nebraska being Nebraska, they steal the campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're also on it. Yeah, yeah. Nebraska, weed, we're on it. Go Big Red. <laughs> Go Big Red, fucking shitheads. <laughs> oh, we still haven't padded this episode out enough. enough. All right, hold on, let me find something here. Yeah, let's do at least one more news story, because once we truncate the silence of us just sitting around befuddled about all of this, <laughs> it's going to be a very short, fu- well, and the movie itself. Oh, my Lord. It's just insanity. <laughs> Meth, we're on it. Yeah. <laughs> Still tripping out over that. And yeah, people's pictures. Yeah. I just say, like, I always thought it was really bad when, like, you saw these uh, posters up and you can tell they're obvious models who just pose for a picture. Or it's a stock photo that they Stock use, photo yeah. of somebody. And it's for, like, an STD awareness. Yeah. I saw that, like, a, it was like a couple of years ago. It was like a picture of a girl all done up, like, in a, in a volleyball outfit, you know, yeah. like she played volleyball and stuff. And she's like, yeah, and I'm tops at my college all this kind of stuff on this and this and then she's like and she's also has chlamydia and I'm like god that must suck for that person like you're walking by like yeah I did this modeling job a year ago and they, that's where you see your picture you're like fuck now there's some people walking around going why am I on a poster that says I'm on meth clip yeah probably but why though now I'm gonna really ask the question I mean you gotta think they're gonna be walking like fuck <laughs> well it's like the people that ended up in that fucking meme where that guy's like looking at that other girl while walking with a girl oh yeah 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 because of that really outrageous crazy stock photography it's yep. the same shit oh yeah yeah uh all right here's one uh this one uh comes to by uh scott crawford that's our boy scott from the podcast by the cemetery nice i don't believe it's in the cemetery i don't think it's on top of the cemetery i think it's just by the cemetery so uh let's see here posted this on uh november 16th and uh this is a florida man with beer in hand blames 
wind for blowing cocaine into his car. Hey, that happens. So that's why they call it blow. Uh, well, and also it's Florida, and there's yeah. just there's, there's just cocaine. In cocaine's the air. in the wind. Yeah, it happens. A Florida man, uh, a Florida motorist who had an open 38 ounce can of Budweiser in his car door, reportedly told police that the crack cocaine they also found in his vehicle must have come through an act of nature. Hey, I could see that crack cocaine can get picked up on the wind in Florida. Zach Joseph, according to an affidavit posted on the Smoking Guns, uh, said the wind must have placed it there when Fort Pierce police found cocaine residue in his car. Old cops are bumbling dummies. He also theorized that police had planted the coke, which was found alongside what appeared to be a crack pipe. Old cops are bumbling dummies. So is it coke or is it crack? This this article is not very good. I mean, yes, crack is cocaine, but like, there's a very specific difference between cocaine and crack. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Well, maybe he does both. Uh... (laughs) The East Florida cops reportedly said the 37-year-old man had earlier been spotted drinking in his car in a hotel parking lot. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. This guy knows how to party. Yeah, man. Officers say the hotel where he was hanging out is a hotbed for drugs and prostitution. (laughs) A.K.A. where Matt likes to spend most of his time. I don't like to go around the prostitution parts. Makes me feel, you know, bad. These are people who are really suffering. (laughs) But the drug addicts are okay. Well, we're doing it to ourselves. (laughs) Circle jerk! I mean, most of the people, unfortunately, in especially in the seedier parts of this, probably are there for, you know, reasons that they don't want to be there for. So, human trafficking, that kind of shit. Also, you don't like prostitutes because... Vagina smells like dead body. Some of theirs do, yeah. (laughs) Vagina smells like dead body. Anyway, when Joseph Vigo pulled away... Uh, and allegedly rode past the stop sign. Officers in my car pulled him over and claimed to have seen him trying to conceal his beverage. Officers also noted Joseph's blurry eyes and said he was very confrontational and looking around the vehicle as if to conceal another item. I'm sorry, but don't fucking do your drugs and drink in the car as you are driving. Yeah, that's fucked up. Just don't do it. No. I mean, you're begging to get fucking busted. You're begging to kill somebody. Because, you know, it's never them who die. Well, fair enough. But I'm just saying you're begging to get... I'm more concerned about people getting arrested. (laughs) Instead of killing innocent people. Well, that's going to happen, man. Motherfuck. Jesus, dude. Innocent people get killed all the fucking time, but we don't have to help it. (laughs) I'm just saying, don't do drugs while driving. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) But for a different reason. Yeah, for different reasons. I'm just trying to keep people from getting busted. And I'm trying to keep them from killing other people. Well, yeah, that's also a horrible thing. Yeah. Like, you know, the main problem here, though, Matt, old cops are bumbling dummies. I mean, you're not wrong. The alleged item uh, was a baggie of residue that tested positive for crack cocaine. He was booked on charges, including possession of paraphernalia for the October 31st incident and is in God. He was doing this on Halloween and is expected in court December 3rd. He maintained the drugs are not his. Fort Pierre officials have not responded to a request for records. What the fuck? Yeah. Man, seriously, though, the best way to not get busted doing drugs and drinking heavily is Do them at home. Yeah, don't drive or just go somewhere and stay there and do it and don't fucking do it in the car. Yeah. And then put all the shit in the trunk because they got to get a warrant to search you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, people. How many times do we have to go over this? Can we put it together, please? Something, anything. Jesus wept. (laughs) I just, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with these people, Matt. Matt, we're on it. (laughs) Apparently, crack cocaine. Florida's on it. 
<laughs> road beers. It's the whole flying in the air in fucking it. Florida. <laughs> There's way too many fucking people doing road beers in this fucking world. Yeah, really? Like, you don't drink while driving. That's like, yeah, that's like thing one you should be doing. <laughs> and I'm not even talking to like driving over the limit. Like, people do that. I can't stop you from doing that. Yes, that's you're taking your life and putting other people in a lot of danger. I'm talking like don't have the fucking beer in your hand or in your fucking yeah your don't cup actively holder. drink and drive yeah. as well yeah don't do it and don't fucking ride in somebody else's car unless it's legal in the state doing it either yeah. Jesus Christ how fucking because then you just get be? that person into trouble too it's they like, may be stone cold sober if you're drinking in there in this state you're fucking them too drive past a cop chugging a beer and you're just begging to get beat to death or shot I mean you know unless you're a middle aged white guy then they'll just give you a slap on the wrist and send you on your way <laughs> unless they find crack cocaine in your car and then you'll get arrested yeah yeah that's true because drugs are bad okay but mm. drinking's okay 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 yeah <laughs> fuck all this horse shit all right we're gonna take our final break here we're going to play the ending legion promo we'll have a little bit more music befitting of forbidden world i almost forgot what we're covering and when we come back <laughs> we'll close out this fucked up shitty ass fucking show if you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. I've been stuffed in your pocket for the last hundred days. When I don't get my bath, I take it out on the slaves. So grease up your baby for the ball on the hill. I'll polish them rockets now and swallow those pills and say, oh.
that's what I was waiting for. He says, I ate all the rest, and now I'm going to eat you, because <laughs> that's where it actually fits in. The Space Lord is yes. the mutant from this, the metamorph mutant or whatever the fuck they call it. I don't know. That's that's all I got, Matt. There you go. All I know is that meth, we're, we're on it. Meth, we're on it. If you would like to check out our meth-filled landing and launching page, it is <laughs> legionpodcast.com <laughs> forward slash cinema dash psyops. You can also go to our meth-filled Facebook group of cinema psyops. You can also find my... I believe it. You can also find my meth-filled Facebook page of Court Psyops. And meth, we are definitely on it on the Cinema Psyops page there. You can also find Matt's meth-soaked page of Matt Psyop, even though he's never on there on the Facebook. The best way to get a hold of Matt and also find out if you can sell a meth is emailing feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. The answer to that question is always yes if you're trying to sell Matt meth. I don't know about meth, man. <laughs> but yeah, we're on it. It's quite a dramatic weight loss plan that you yeah, can try Yeah, yeah, right? Out. Listen. You can also email feedback to Court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com and ask him if he knows how to cook that shit. I mean, why not? I mean, you do enough with your chemistry sets down here, you might as well put it to some good use. I mean, I have made illicit drugs before in the past. I think the statute of limitations is up on that. It's gotta be. Possibly. Probably not. And if not, I'm being facetious. That's not true. Allegedly. You can also tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit-fest meth binge that is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. You can slide into our DMs and talk about our meth addictions or your meth addictions, or you can just slide us some photos of people that are on meth and naked. Oh, God, please don't. <laughs> no, do. Scary. Totally do. We need to see that shit. That's horrifying. You can also link us up on the Grandma Insta. All you got to do is add some water and meth, and you've got an Instagram. Yes. <laughs> of meth. Of all the meth. <laughs> Because we're on it. I run that shit like Barter Town in this show. It's cinema underscore psyops, so hook me up with some photos on there, uh, some alt models. Uh, just, you know, show me some boobies. Maybe Pre- some meth. Preferably not on meth. Probably s- send him some boobs on meth because he <laughs> wants to see it. <laughs> or you can be on meth and send me photos of boobs. There you go. I'll take that. Either way. Yeah, but, you know, do it responsibly and don't hurt yourself. Yeah, don't but if you're doing if you're doing meth, you're, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, so don't, don't do meth, guys. Yeah, just kick that fucking habit. Don't be on meth. Don't be like South Dakota. Stay, Stay off, off meth. meth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like South Dakota. Stay off meth. Stay off the meth. We've already written a better fucking slogan for <laughs> Look at them. that. I mean, give us half a million dollars. Offmeth.com, right? Yeah, yeah. And what we're also off of is the Flick Chat group code, which is Cinema Psyops. We haven't really been on there very much. I haven't no. gotten a lot of activity. Not completely dead, but we're still there. And if, you know, you post something and you're not getting response, uh, email some feedback to us and maybe we'll deal with it. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But all I got to say is kick the fuck out of your meth addiction and this week and make them your bitch.
fuck were we talking about that was so fucking great off mic and now we're, we're gone? We don't know what the fuck we're even doing now that I'm like actually doing a test record. Somebody posted pictures saying there's nothing more beautiful than a young Jennifer Conley, apparently. And I was like, eh, I, I'm not saying that she's not beautiful, but I don't know if we should be fetishizing youth like that. It's kind of fucked up. Well, she is older than both of us. Yes, now. But I mean, those pictures are still of her at 19 to 20 that he posted, the person posted. Yeah, but it's still. I wonder if the person, this is off my Matt Syop account. So this is a person who listens to the show, obviously. Oh, not necessarily. It might just be a fellow podcaster who friended you for it, it could be. Yeah, yeah, it could be that too. But either way, it, it, you know, I'm not going to say who it was, but you know who you are. And you know what? You, you, you might want to clear your browser history and then, you know, decide to let the paint dry a little bit more. As long as it's legal, what's it fucking matter? There's a bit of a problem there, in my opinion. <laughs> Depending on your age. So, like, if this guy's 21, then lusting after 19-year-old Jennifer Conley isn't that bad. Uh-huh. But if you're 41, yeah. it's bad. But what if you were that age when she was that age or younger than her when she that age? Then you should probably be looking at current pictures of her. It, that, that, that's fine. You can't go back in time. You're not in a time machine. Fair enough, but you can still look at the pictures. There's I, nothing wrong with that. I don't know, man. I just, for some reason, I think we, we do a lot of fetishizing of youth in this country, so and like, it gets to be disturbing. Like, every fucking porn that you watch, do you automatically go out and make sure that all of the women are, like, above 35, so it's okay for you to be, like, into them? Goddamn right, man. That's <laughs> how you have to work that shit. So, basically, Plus, you're... I'm into older women, so that's just my thing, so... <laughs> From the sounds of it, you're into, like, really older women. Not that much older. That you're into like... gilfs. No. <laughs> Am I? No, not yet. Not yet. Good gilfs. Great grandmas. Good, I'd like. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just stuttering. <laughs> no, you're into good gilfs. No, not yet. Or you're into good, good, good gilfs. Not yet. Give me another 10 years and then probably. <laughs> That's like one of those things X Body Wash used to give out. So when you use X Body Spray, do you change your name automatically to Chad? I believe you have to. Okay. Or Chet. Chet? Yeah. Or Chaz. Ch Chaz. Yeah. Chadwick. Chadwick. I mean, any form of a C. <laughs> And, I've met, I've, I know of one guy named Chad who's not a verifiable douche. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, the co-host of Pick 6 Movies, who has been lifelong friends with Bo. Yeah. So Bo has been defending him. I don't know if you remember that or not. I actually made a mention of guys named Chad when Bo guested on one of our shows. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, well, my lifelong friend, Chad. And, well, actually listening to Chad talk on Pick 6 and interacting with him on social media. Yeah. One more verifiable, not a douche. Nice. Chad. One so far. There we go. We have one Chad one who is a so douchebag. Yeah, and if you're a Chad out there and you think you're not a douchebag, step up and prove it. And I met one Chet in my life who wasn't a douche. He was a nice kid when we were in high school. He was uh, a nice, down-to-earth guy. Chet Atkins. He was oh. a guitar player. Okay. Like so, the guitar player. So now, there's, he's, so now there's two Chets who aren't shitheads. That I know of so far. Yeah. yeah. There might be more, but I'm just saying. There's got to be more than one Chad that's not a douchebag, but it's, yeah. like, it's going to be really hard to prove. Uh, yeah. I mean, literally, your name is Chad. Yeah, it was the fuck. It's not as bad as being a Keith, but... <laughs> no, I've done some really decent Keith. Have you done some good Keith? I've never yeah. met a good Keith, so. As long as it's not their surname. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tracy then finds what's left of Jeff, uh, or um, I'm sorry, what's left of Jimmy. They do say the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody new. Or over. Yeah, right? <laughs> However you want to do it. You know, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. You do what you do. Or just dig up that person you can't let go of. Don't do that. That's not acceptable. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's perfectly fine as long as no one's getting hurt. It's very illegal. No, I mean, it's a little illegal, but it's not <laughs> very illegal. It's still, it's, it's very against the law. It's a little against the law. It's, there's no such thing as a little against the law. I'm pretty sure there are moral gray areas now, Matt. That with this, there isn't. I'm pretty sure it's okay. Oh my God. If he would lay off the fucking cloves, he wouldn't be coughing so much. Yeah, right. Uh, you know that whole entire place smells like a college dorm room. <laughs> no, not a college dorm oh, room. Oh, dude, that's when everyone starts experimenting with clove cigarettes. It would smell more like a goth club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. In the late 90s. E either way, because that's like almost like any... Six of one, half dozen of the yeah, other, really. Almost every girl's dorm room I went into back when I was in college. So the one girl's dorm room you got to get into No, in no, no, no. I went into a lot more than that. Usually just as a friend. Uh, you weren't invited. You just showed up. Uh, no, I was well more invited. Trust me. I wasn't going anywhere uninvited. I don't have, I, I'm not, I can't get up the gumption to try to break the law. I'm not you. Anyway. <laughs> it's not about breaking the law. It's about respecting the young ladies. But, but everybody's dorm room smell like cloves. And it's always people are like, oh, I don't actually, they always say the same thing. I don't smoke cigarettes. That's bad. I only smoke cloves. And I'm like, I just feel like you're going to get the cancer sooner than I am. But if you're going to keep doing that, because someone had me try a clove once and I thought it was the most disgusting thing I've ever like so we're smoking potpourri now that's that's what we're doing here because that is fucking gross I would call that a clip but it's really not that funny no <laughs> you're See, like I'm not even trying this week Corey. I'm, I'm not fuck that because women aren't going to put up with us for much longer. <laughs> and I happen, my best friend happens to be a woman. I also just happen to be married to her, so. Oh, fuck off with that talk. Well, fuck you. Are you trying to tell me your wife isn't your best friend? My wife is kind of my only friend, yeah. so by default. <laughs> yeah, so by default. <laughs> She's kind of the only person I like. <laughs> I mean, besides your cats. I said person I like. Oh, yeah, your cats aren't people. See, when you say it, I get offended. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> I got a little angry. I was, I was almost going to say, are you trying to say your cat aren't people? No, they're animals, but they're like better than people because they're animals. Okay, yeah, so your cats just aren't people. <laughs> just, you just, just stop your making again, me mad. You? I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's, it's rational. Because I'm not even saying that people are better than animals. I know. I, I didn't even say that. I just said your cats aren't people. I, think, I made a factual scientific statement. I think it's because like when people like try to talk down about how yeah. your pet dies. They're like, well, it's not a person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think and that's, that's why that's horseshit, man. I think that's why you're triggering me. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's... That and everything you say, I'm automatically mad. <laughs> just get triggered. Welcome to Court's Triggers. Just Matt talking. <laughs> Question, does Matt exist? Answer, yes. Triggered. Court equals triggered. Court's triggered. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, welcome back to Tossing Masculinity. <laughs> I'll break that shit in half. Yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no. Because she's there just for that, right, Court? By she, you mean who? I don't know. Yeah, you better be real careful. I'll show you how toxic my masculinity can be. Uh, no. Why did that sound sexual for some reason? Is that kind of meant it halfway yeah, that way? Yeah, kind of that way. Because almost all my threats of violence come along with Was sexual assault. Clip. I guess. I don't know what that was. You should you have, permission have permission to scan anything, uh, you know, whether you're a bot or a human. Well, I don't know. It depends upon what you're scanning. No, you can't. Court, I'm telling you, you can't do that. I can unless, do visual pat-downs all unless, I want. Unless, of course, you're going on an airplane and you're the TSA. Then you can scan whatever you want and I give can, as much cancer as you need. I can do visual pat-downs anytime I want, Matt. This, oh, whoa, whoa. Wait, how? <laughs> 
visual pat down. It's a reference to fucking It's Always Sunny. I oh, got yeah. nothing. Okay. Uh, I literally have nothing to talk about with this movie. I'd be like, this is my cancer. Yeah, you would have it in a vial around your neck like you're Billy Bob Thornton yeah. in, a, in a fucking marriage with Julie, Angelina Ugh. Jolie. That was a fucking crazy time to be alive, man. <laughs> they seemed happy. They did. They really did. <laughs> Until they weren't. Especially on the red carpet of the Oscars one year. She's fucking practically fucking him while he's trying to do an interview right after they get out of their limo, in which I believe the rumor was. I don't even think it's rumor. I think he said in an interview they were fucking in the limo all the way up to the red carpet that they got out. Yeah, he literally says that during the interview. Yeah, yeah. You go, yeah, we were just fucking in the car. And she's all over him, and they're both kind of sweaty. And you're like, well, I'm starting to believe that he not, might not be lying here. Well, and also, they wear vials of each other's bloods or other necks, so... Yeah. Yeah. That that must have been a crazy relationship. I mean, again, they seemed happy until they weren't. <laughs> well, that's most relationships. Yeah, right? But man, I, well, I'd be a fly on the wall of that fucking relationship at one time. All you know is crazy's really good in bed, so yeah. they must have been very you happy. Too crazy together? Short, yeah. Well, for a very short period of time, they must have been very happy. You know, there's a guy sometime who was in a hotel, and the room next to her is like, all right, guys, I have a meeting in the morning. Can you just settle it down for a minute? <laughs> Hopefully, it would be more soundproof than that. Yeah, right. Yeah.